hold tight. Don't get worried or concerned. We are on top of this. We are following this very, very closely. And as soon as we know the rules for sure, we will deal with that and we will roll that out to all of our clients. Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Welcome to another edition of Your Retirement Elevated. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Dugan, co-founder and managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group, serving you in the KC metro area, but also with clients all across the country. You can find us online at listentoscott.com. And on today's show, we have a piece of news for you, some developments in one of the provisions of the SECURE Act. So a recent change to this thing that we've actually spent a lot of time talking about over the uh, last several months throughout the pandemic and into 2021 even. So definitely perk your ears up. We've got a good episode on the way to dive into these things and get Scott's reaction to uh, a little bit of change and a little bit of news in this realm. But before all of that, Scott, I just hope you're doing well. Good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, Good to talk to you, Walter. I'm actually excited about talking about uh, today's subject uh, because I think you're going to be hearing a lot more about this. So I'm going to provide some background, some clarity to make sure, as always, we move forward making decisions based on facts and logic and making sure we've got all the critical facts in front of us before we move forward, make changes. This is how important this show is. Just for context, um, Scott couldn't be in the office today, but knew that the show must go on. So he's in an entrenched, reinforced bunker down in the basement of the home joining us. So if he sounds a little bit different from a microphone perspective, that's why we had to we had to pull a uh, a plan B to get the episode on the air today. But uh, I commend you, Scott, for the effort. And also, the internet signal down there in the reinforced bunker seems pretty strong. So I think you're in good shape. Well, I am <laughs> I am five feet away from the Google Fiber. Uh, <laughs> so it better so be good. It better yes, be good. It, it better be good. And just for clarification, I don't have a tinfoil hat on. Uh, black <laughs> helicopters are not circling. Um, it just happened to be I couldn't make it to the office in time, so here we are. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's good to clarify those things. That's yes, uh, yes. Uh, very, very, uh, very much a joke. Um, but yeah, Scott joining us uh, from home today, just uh, due to construction projects overhead. That we can say is truthful. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right. Um, all right. So let's talk about it. The SECURE Act. I, we, we should probably, in case we have a new listener, Scott, go back and kind of unpack a little bit what the SECURE Act was and then reveal a little bit about what this new sort of change and new kind of perspective is on one of the really important provisions in that SECURE Act. Absolutely. So the SECURE Act uh, started last year, January 1, 2020, and it was really a revision of um, some of the IRS rules on how to handle IRAs. Now, inside the SECURE Act, there were some great things that they put out there to help you know, the average American save easier. So they're giving them more options. But within that SECURE Act, they also took away uh, some of the strategies a lot of our clients, a lot of people listening, uh, use to minimize taxes. Uh, remember, when we're talking about minimizing taxes, we're just using the rules that are given to us to minimize the amount we pay to the IRS. Now, it's not tax evasion. It's just understanding the rules, paying our fair share, just not being overly patriotic, you know, writing checks that we don't need to. And so that SECURE Act, the thing that they took away was something called the stretch IRA. Now, for you that may not know this, uh, when you turn 72, 
when uh, you've got an IRA or 401k, you've got to start taking money out of that and paying taxes on it. There's a calculation, it's a table based on your age. So you have to turn the tap on and start taking money out. That money goes into your account and it shows up on your 1040 when you do taxes and you're going to owe money on it. Now, when you die and if, if you're both husband and wife are gone and the kids inherit that IRA, well, the taxes don't go away. There's still a lien or a tax liability on those accounts when you're passed to the next generation. And prior to the Secure Act, uh, the kids, if you set up the accounts correctly, split them up in a timely manner, they could actually take tiny amounts out of the IRA over their lifetime. They could stretch out the distributions, stretch out the taxes, and really make it beneficial for them from an economic standpoint. So the Secure Act came along and says, nah, you know what, you've enjoyed this for a long time, we're changing the rules. And they implemented what's called a 10-year rule. And the 10-year rule, and I'm not going to get into all the details, but basically if you're a non-spouse, so let's just keep it to kids as the example for today, um, if you inherit a mom and dad's IRA, you had up to 10 years to empty it out. And myself, a lot of the my fellow uh, financial planners, a lot of the experts that I listen to on a day in and day, day out basis, uh, like an Ed Slot, we all thought that, we said, hey, you don't have to take anything out. There's no RMDs. Just by the end of 10 years, you just got to take it all out and you got to pay taxes on it. The IRS is happy and you can move on. And Walter, I think a lot of advisors that you know as well kind of thought the same thing. Right, exactly. Yeah, kind of uh, didn't seem to be a whole lot of mystery about how that was going to get implemented. Yeah, and so we thought, okay, great. So it made sense to, if you had an IRA, that we want to spread it out over that 10-year period and spread out the taxes. That was our strategy for a traditional IRA. Well, our strategy for a Roth IRA was, let's delay it as long as possible. In the, in the year 10, let's take it all out. Well, why would we want to do that? Because it would continue to grow tax-free and it still comes out tax-free, but you got the, the benefit of 10 years of deferred tax-free growth. So we've been marching along. And the industry itself has been saying, yeah, that's how we're going to handle it. And then in late March, uh, the IRS released the IRS publication 590B, which contains the tax rules on withdrawing funds from individual retirement accounts. Now, usually this is just a wrap-up of rules to use as guidance in preparing tax returns but not this year. In this new 2021 version, updated on March 25th, the IRS included explaining how the SECURE Act rules would work for post-death distributions to IRA beneficiaries. And again, the rules were not what anyone thought they would be. So let's break it down. So the 10-year rule, one of the big changes in the SECURE Act, again, they eliminated the stretch IRA, for most non-spouse beneficiaries. And what happens now is that you're going to have to start taking required minimum distributions after the death of the owner. So instead of saying, oh, you inherit the account, you don't have to take any amounts out, we just have to remember by the end of 10 years, we need to take it out. Well, now we're reverting back to Pre-Secure Act that says, mom and dad, Remember to pass away, you've got to every year calculate the value, look up the IRS table and figure out how much do you have to take out 
to satisfy the required minimum distribution. You have to do that now years one through nine. So it's almost like a mini stretch IRA with the difference being in year 10, you have to empty it out. And, and so, and now instead of having 10 years to figure out exactly how you want to play it, you have to have really a plan right out of the gate. You do. And, and this is not a, a huge tax liability issue. What this becomes is more of an accounting and record keeping issue for a lot of people. So instead of having a 10-year window that your finish line is 10 years and you have to have that account all emptied and pay taxes on it, you've got to calculate and remember to do those required distributions years one through nine and then take it all out year 10. So again, it's mostly administrative issues. And remember, you know, we've talked about, you know, critical must know fact about this. If you fail to take out the right amount, there's a penalty and it's a 50% penalty of the amount you're required to take out. So an example, if your required distribution was $10,000 and you failed to do it, it's a $5,000 penalty. Ouch. Yeah. So are they serious about you emptying it out? And Absolutely. So again, it's not a large uh, tax issue, but just want people to be aware because you're going to start seeing articles come out about this. People are going to be talking about it and people say, oh my gosh, well, what if I inherited an IRA in 2020? What do I do? Do I have to go back and redo all these things? And what I can tell you is that I would tell you to take a deep breath, okay, because how this works is that the IRS has not introduced official regulations yet. All right. So we would urge all beneficiaries subject to the 10-year rule to hold off on taking any RMDs this year until we're sure of what the rules are going to be. So again, there'll be a comment period. And depending on the comments that get put out there, you know, this could all change depending on how the IRS deems the feedback. So again, wait until we have this 10-year rule issue resolved with certainty. And we know factually and logically the IRS has said, this is how we're going to handle it. Uh, So I would say, hold tight. Don't get worried or concerned. We are on top of this. We are following this very, very closely. And as soon as we know the rules for sure, we will deal with that and we will roll that out to all of our clients. So Again, we've not heard the last on this situation, but I did want to give you context. I did want to let you know what's going on. But more importantly, I want to give you a plan of action, which is to hold tight and let us digest this. Let's get the real answer. And then we'll, as quick as possible, get that out to you. And then all of our you know, advisors and planners we have will walk you through the process to make sure you're in compliance with these new rules. Just as a side note, Scott, interested in your opinion on this or just kind of your takeaway from someone in the industry, obviously, this is not the first time in recent memory that some big legislation has come through, some big change, only to get most of it, all of it, or even just part of it reversed or talked about being reversed. And this has been happening a lot lately. I'm thinking back to like the – some clients may have uh, remembered like the fiduciary rule 
and a lot of changes that were coming in the industry in that regard. And then that got undone at the last second and then morphed and changed into something else. And it doesn't it seem like this is, has it always been this way or is it just the last couple of years we've seen a lot of things like this where we kind of get all geared up for this change only for it to switch direction at the last minute? Yeah, I think that's been more common as of late. I think what happens, we talk about the fiduciary rule and the Department of Labor that was you know a few years back. Well, they had good intentions to put those rules out there, but what they didn't think through was how are they going to manage that? How who is going to serve as oversight? Because at that point, the Department of Labor did not have the human capital, you know, the human resources to even take on a fraction of that oversight. So again, I think a lot of these things are well intentioned, uh, but not thought through an application and execution. And I think this, uh, it could be an example of that, of saying, oh, we're going to roll this program out. It's streamlined 10 years. As long as you take one distribution out to empty out the account, you're good. Well, now with the IRS coming out with 590B, the IRS publication, and saying, oh, no, 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 no. You got to take RMDs for nine years and then take it all out or some combination. That's just a wrench in the entire system. So I think you're going to see a lot of the custodians like your Fidelity, uh, Schwab, a lot of tax preparation, that whole lobbying group. They're going to say, hey, you've created a lot more work and issues here. Uh, We need to simplify it. That's my hope that comes out there. It comes out like that. So sometimes the change in directions aren't necessarily, uh, they may be a bit of an annoyance, but it's also not the end of the world because sometimes it's, they're improving and tweaking things in a positive direction. And that's not always, that's not a bad thing. So no, no, it's not. And, and I would say like, you take that to the secure act, you know, on the surface, you say, Oh, the secure act, you know, helping people, you know, secure their retirement, make it easier. All those things are great. But a couple of the rules they put in there are not great for people that are fiscally conservative, uh, were good savers, and have amassed a lot of their wealth in a tax-deferred account like an IRA or a 401k. There's real, real repercussions for those people because of a law they put out there to, quote, improve uh, retirement for the masses but it also put in rules that raise revenue on people that did the right thing and saved and made wise decisions. It's almost like an extra tax or an extra complication for those folks. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. Any other parting thoughts on on this one, or have we covered all the bases? You know, we're still operating under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which lowered taxes and changed the taxation system from 2018 to January 1st, 2026. So in today, as we're recording this, we're still in a very low tax rate environment. And so as we have laid out for a lot of our clients, you know, we have been migrating money from taxable accounts, like an IRA or 401k, into tax-free accounts. And those could be Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, Roth TSPs, LERP, which is a life insurance retirement plan that uh, Dave McKnight talked about. So those are just options where you can move money from one one place to another and have better tax treatment. I think that is still the game plan. And no matter what happens with this 10-year rule, uh, those 
planning strategies are still important. I think they're becoming more and more important as other things happen economically, like stimulus bills, uh, you know, large government programs uh, being put out there and floated. You're going to see the Green New Deal has resurfaced. That's an expensive proposition that's going to be rolled out. Uh, I'm not saying good or bad. I just know the price tag on it uh, is fairly large, and it's going to be interesting to see where where where's that going to be, how's that going to be paid for. You know, where is that revenue going to come from? So, so I would just say stay tuned to this, but always we're going to keep going in the direction of tax planning, tax minimization, and I think as our debt spirals up and up and up. It's going to be more and more important to stick to that plan and do everything in your power to make your plan as tax efficient as possible. Always a good episode when we can get a mention of LERP into the equation. My favorite financial acronym, I think, of all time. So I appreciate you on that one, Scott, today. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> big fan, big fan of that one. If you have any questions about what we've talked about, again, the advice, the, the, the guidance here, just sort of sit and wait, see what truly comes to fruition from this little wrinkle uh, in the SECURE Act. But hopefully that informs you. And if you do have overall questions about your planning, how to handle the SECURE Act in general, even with this new change, um, how to handle taxes in your retirement accounts, those are the kinds of things that Scott's talking about with people each and every day. So if you're new to the episode, new to the show, and you want to get in touch with Scott, here's a few ways you can do so. 913-393-4724 is the number to call. That's 913-393-4724 to get in touch with the office. And you can also find us online at listentoscott.com. That's listentoscott.com. And contact us through the webpage as well. Scott, appreciate your help on the episode today. We'll look forward to chatting with you again in a few weeks. Thanks, Walter. Have a great day. You do as well. That's Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.